the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to What's the Score, a series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida's small business and entrepreneurs. Donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. Now, here's Christopher Hart and Rich Jekyll. Hello again, and welcome to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business and put it into execution for perfection. Speaking of perfection, we got the Mr. Perfect, the award-winning Rich Jekyll in studio. That's right, Christopher Hart of Hearts. That's right, that's me. (laughs) And I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show. And once again, this show is all about you and how SCORE can help you if you are an entrepreneur or know an entrepreneur, family member, friend, neighbor, whatever. And because it is stock full of great volunteers like Rich and... Oh, gosh. Lucy, uh, Lucy and... Lito, David Highland. Uh, I'm telling you what, and Tommy yeah. Ings, who we had on the Tommy show with us last, last week. week. Right. And that's just in the Orlando office there. Uh, what is it? You say 12,000-plus yeah. nationwide volunteers for SCORE? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, uh, mentioning that, not one of us has the same background. So it's four different industries of the four people that you just mentioned. That's right. So you can pretty much find what you're looking for in terms of industry at, at score. the score. Right? And what you're looking for is their experience, their knowledge, and their know-how and wisdom. And it's there all just for the asking, right, Rich? Right. Absolutely the big Big F word, which is to say free. All right, because the mentorship program is an all volunteer program. Score, by the way, is a nonprofit organization, but they are there to give you their advice. And as Rich said, they come from all walks of life, all parts of the business world. And there's there's over sixty volunteers here in Orlando alone. The Orlando office Correct. alone. Correct, Mundo. You usually say five dozen. It, well, that's so. It kind of took me aback yeah. when you actually named <laughs> the, the number. That's right. And and of course they're all over the country. Scores in all fifty states. And you can go to the national website score.org to find out the location of those other offices. If you'd like to help someone that you know who might need their advice in a different part of the country. That's score.org. And the local office, of course, has their own website, which is orlando.score.org. That's orlando.score.org. And, of course, the Facebook page is Score Orlando. And uh, either one of those locations, you can find out about all the great things that Score has going on here locally. And they've always got, literally, always got something going on over there at the Score office, which is located in the National Entrepreneur Center, along with a number of other great organizations in the Orlando Fashion Square Mall on the West End there, just off McGuire. And you're welcome to stop in. Normal business hours, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, and then also on Saturday, 9 to 2. Right, and you'll actually get a human being. There will be a human being there. And it no might even robots, be, no and, bots. And it might even be Rich. And it might be me, yeah. yeah and if yep, you want, yep. when you see Rich, you can go back and come back the next day. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the, very phone, funny. Very <laughs> funny, Christopher. the phone number is 407-420-4844. And once again, if you call during those normal hours, you'll get a human being. or they'll, If they're away from the desk, they will call you right back. I mean, they are there. 
And so 407-420-4844 is the phone number. So SCORE is accessible in all sorts of ways. All you have to do is take advantage of it. And along with the mentorship program, which all the volunteers are part of, you also have all the great classes, seminars, and the coffee and lunch series going on over there. that's right. That's right. In fact, our guest today was part of that. He'll get into that in a bit. But, yeah. Yeah, but there. Uh, but before we get to the guests, the score is also involved in other organizations and helping out other organizations that are either in the National Entrepreneur Center or other locations, and like the Veterans uh, Good Point Business Initiative coming Good up. Good point. That is is actually sponsored by the um, the chamber, the Disabilities Chamber, right? Uh, which is located right next door to Score. And we uh, respond to them by offering counselors for veterans who they are being interviewed by major companies like Rosen and the hospitals and the electric company and that kind of stuff. These people come in and talk about their business and then interview the veterans that are interested. Now, for a couple of questions, first of all, this is done at the National Entrepreneur Center? Correct. Okay. And it starts in the morning, 8.30. 8.30. Uh, the, the first one for this series, now they, they do this several times a year, correct? Correct. It's a, like a 12-week series? It's eight-week series. Eight-week series. Yeah. Now, the first one happened this past week, this past Friday. That's past Friday. All right. right. But you can still get involved over these next seven weeks. If you're a veteran or if you know a veteran, please ask them to take advantage of this because each week there's there are different uh, business organizations That's there. correct, like Disney, right. I mean, Universal, right. and it's free to right. the veteran. Plus, you get food, and you get all these uh, companies introducing themselves and talking about the jobs they have available, and you, whichever one you're interested, schedule an interview with the company that you're interested in. Okay, so that's the Veterans Business Initiative each Friday now for the next seven weeks at the Orlando Fashion Square in the National Entrepreneur Center. And once again, this is being presented by the Veterans uh, Disability uh, Chamber of Commerce. That's right. Located in the National Entrepreneur Center. Right next door. Right next door to me. All right. Okay, so let's uh, sort of back up a little bit now and go to our guest today because you were just saying, what about our guest? How was our guest involved in... uh, Well, he does score functions. I see. Like he teaches uh, a nonprofit course All right. for well, us, but he also sat on a panel recently, which was uh, like a lunch with the leader panel, I think, right. and uh, where he was uh, one of the advisors for nonprofit. Right. When you go to the SCORE website or the SCORE Facebook page, you'll see the itinerary. You'll see the schedule of these classes and events. Events, right. And the seminars that you see that will be occurring uh, in the evenings and on Saturday mornings, those are regular SCORE seminars. Those are. And you can find them on the green sheet, I the think The green sheet, That's yes. right. And then the SCORE also does the Coffee with a Leader series and a Lunch with a Leader series, which the coffee is... So that they serve that up each week, right? And the lunch right. they serve that up every other week, right? And this is when they bring in outside uh, presenters. That's right, and typically. experts and people who present their their and offer their expertise. Ethics. expertise. And the right. uh, the coffee series is free. The lunch series is a minimal charge, but you, you get a little lunch out of it too. You, you get, get a, a good lunch, decent yeah. lunch, absolutely. So let's uh, introduce our guest today. He is Jim Moody 
Welcome to the show, Jim. Well, thank you very much, Chris. Appreciate that. Actually, it's welcome back to the show. You yeah, were on the show right. about a year or so ago, I understand. Yeah, right? It was, and we all remember what we talked about. Uh, did, and did we? we didn't we didn't age a bit, did we, in the not year? At not, not at all. all. Not at no, all. I didn't and think so. We know that, of course, uh, we have a lot of new listeners out there, and uh, some of you folks are like me and uh, don't remember exactly everything we talked about with Jim, so we're going to go over a lot of it again today. And uh, then they, he's got some more news because uh, because of our radio show, right, Rich? He's right. expanding. Their operation is expanding. He is the a program manager uh, for the Edith Bush Institute. And so, once again, uh, Jim, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to be where you are. Sure, sure. I was uh, born and raised in New England and spent 26 years in western New York in the Buffalo, uh, Rochester uh, area. Oh, that's uh, right. You guys had that connection uh, going. I remember uh, now. That's right. About, I was uh, born and raised yeah, in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. well. Uh, Outside of Buffalo. Oh, well. Attica. <laughs> yeah. We'll excuse you for anyway. <laughs> and about three and a half years ago, my family decided that Florida was the place to be, so we, we packed up, moved Took them down that here. Long. Took that long. After a few discussions, we uh, decided that was the thing to do. So oh, yeah. we did that about three and a half years ago and have settled here and uh, fortunately was able to hook up with the uh, Edith Bush Institute uh, about two and a half years ago now. What is the Edith Bush Institute? They are actually a uh, center of excellence for the Crummer Graduate School of Business at Rollins College. Center of excellence meaning that we provide education, training, and management assistance for nonprofit organizations throughout central northern Florida and now into Georgia. Yeah. You've expanded into Georgia. We have. We got a uh, a nice commitment to work with nonprofit organizations in the Columbus, Georgia area. Hmm. Isn't there or aren't there, I guess I should say, the differences when you go from one state to another having to do with some of the rules involved, some of the regulations? Um, or is we, this more of a national, or, or nonprofits is, fall more under more a national? A, yeah, more of a general discussion on the different topics. Um, there are some rules and regulations when it comes to starting nonprofits and perhaps some of the governance issues. But when you're talking about different fundraising and development and volunteer management and so forth, um, that's really across the board, no matter where you are. Okay, hmm. so you're, you're not so much... Uh, there to talk about the the fundamentals of filing the application as to what you do after you get the proper accreditation from the government. So that's correct. You're hired. All right. Okay. So he teaches the seminary teaches is how to f- do the application, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I actually teach um, steps to starting a 501c3 right there at the score location at right. Fashion Square Mall. How often do you do that? Yeah, uh, about once every eight to twelve weeks. Yeah. And once again, you can find the schedule for these events, including uh, gems, at orlando.score.org or Score Orlando on Facebook. And so how long has the Edith Bush Institute been around now? Um, Quite a long time. We actually started as part of the um, Edith Bush Charitable Foundation, which is still in existence. And about a dozen years ago, that charitable foundation actually uh, took the Edith Bush Institute and was looking for another way to actually engage them into the community. There were some discussions with Rollins College, and that's how that happened. Okay, once again, we're speaking with Jim Moody. He's a program manager for Edith Bush Institute. And by the way, their website is rollins.edu slash EBI for course, Edith Edith Bush Institute, rollins.edu slash EBI. And 
So let's let's back up though to how you actually got involved with this. Yeah. You you had worked you know, as you said twenty six years. Or I was in Buffalo, Rochester area for about twenty six years. Um, about eight of those years, I have spent uh, running nonprofits of different varieties, uh, mostly in the disability services and healthcare arena. I see. Um, when I came down here, uh, this opportunity opened up to get into higher education. I uh, really liked the idea to uh, take myself and all my uh, experiences and knowledge that I gained in the nonprofit world and sort of use it in a different realm to be able to have those discussions with nonprofits. So how did you, how did this, the connection happen? How did you find out about this opportunity yeah. at Rollins? I mean, uh, you just can't just come to here from Buffalo and go, hey, I'm going to go work there at Rollins, right? <laughs> well, we people from Buffalo can do Oh, that. I guess is, I is actually, right. actually got this connection on www.indeed.com. Oh, you're an Indeed guy. Yes, okay. sir. Uh, tell us what Indeed is, Rich. Indeed is a job sourcing uh, piece of software that you can uh not purchase, but you can join, right? Yes. And I don't know that much more about it. You would. And I had attended some Edith Bush Institute networking events uh, for the months prior to uh-huh. the opening that occurred. Yeah. So when the opening occurred, I happened to be looking for something. So and this came so up. So Indeed is like a job bulletin board? It's, yes. a, it's a job search engine. Search engine. Yes. Okay. So yeah. it puts and, you in touch with uh, hiring people. Okay. Yep. All right. Okay, well, we have to take a break. Uh, once again, when we come back, we'll be speaking with Jim Moody, program manager at Edith Bush Institute, and uh, find out how perhaps you can get involved and take advantage of their services. So please stick around for more of What's the Score? Okay, welcome back to What's the Score? Once again, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. Got the winning combination in the studio today with Rich Jekyll and myself, Christopher Hart. And Jim Moody. Jekyll and Mr. Hart. Hart, That's right. And Jim Moody, program manager at Edith Bush Institute. And once again, we were just discussing uh, what Edith Bush Institute does and how Jim uh, got involved in this. And once again, your expertise is with nonprofits, and I take it that that's that's what the Edith Bush Institute focuses on. Yes, we strictly work with nonprofit organizations in Central and Northern Florida. Okay, and, and now, Georgia. And now, now you said and Georgia and Georgia. Yeah. And can people go to rollins.edu backslash ebi to find out how they can perhaps take advantage of this? Absolutely. And as, as far as nonprofits go, you said that when you do the, the coffee with the leader or the lunch with the leader series at SCORE at the, the uh, National Entrepreneur Center, that's more about how you fill out the paperwork to establish. How you get the application. Yeah, this recent leader for lunch with the leader was actually a nice opportunity to talk about my experiences as an executive director in my past. Um, and share those experiences with those that were there. You mean executive director of, of various non-profit. nonprofits? Yes. Right. Okay. Um, so, well, tell us a little bit about what you presented. And what, did, what did you tell them that could be of help to people out there? That sure. To either want or have a nonprofit organization. Sure. Executive directors do a little bit of everything. Uh-huh. Uh, soup to nuts. 
as we like to say. Chief everything officer. Chief everything CEO. officer. Yeah. That's right. And it doesn't matter whether you're running a nonprofit in arts and culture or healthcare or disability services or any other education, any other area of business. Uh, they often do chief of everything. And uh, that could be everything from human resources to mm-hmm. administration to fundraising and development and more. It isn't the fundraising, though, the, the biggest responsibility? Yeah. Or, or Often it is, yes. And there's also a responsibility there on the board of directors um, because every nonprofit organization is actually governed by a board of directors. They have to have a board of directors. That's correct. And you have to have at least three members on that board by state law. And you can't have family members or associates, can you? It's highly recommended that you do not. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so when you set up a nonprofit organization, you have to file with the IRS primarily, do you not? It's correct. You actually have to file not only with the IRS, but also with the state of Florida. Right. There's a number of requirements. When you start a business, you start with what they call the Articles of Incorporation. Okay. Those articles are filed with the state in Tallahassee. And when you get that approved, you become a business. You don't become a nonprofit yet. You become a business, just you become like any an other business. S corporation. That's correct. So, Usually. in order, in other words, in order to become a nonprofit organization, you have to first go through the same uh, process Processes to be a profit organization. That's correct. correct. And then, once that's you get correct. that situated, then you can file with the IRS for that nonprofit status, right. which yes. is what they grant. Five hundred one C three status. And in between all of that, you also apply for an EIN or employer identification number, which would be from the IRS. Which would be from right. the IRS, and right. that's free. And that's free, free. quick, right. and it, easy to do. It's essentially a social security number, if you will, for your business. Absolutely, exactly what it is. And yep. you just go to irs.gov. So if you're starting a business. Get an EIN, right? Because that way you don't have to use your social security number, correct? And it helps prevent identity theft, correct? And you don't want income from the business going into your own personal account. No, plus no, no. That's right. Plus, the nonprofit needs its own identification, correct? Separate from a, a human being, an individual, correct? In other words, to get that nonprofit status, yes. And then there, then then there are the re- rules and regulations as to what you can and can't do as a nonprofit organization. Right. So and, after you become a nonprofit, your next step would be to file with the uh, Department of Agriculture, Division of Consumer Services, if you are raising money of any type in the state of Florida. Is so, that right? What? Yes. Yes, you have to Department register. Department of Agriculture. I'm sorry, that's the rules. Yeah. The Department of Agriculture handles a lot of things that uh, mm-hmm. involved with business, having to do with business in the state. Everything from gun permits to, right. you know, farming really? stuff. And, and this right here, this I wasn't Correct. aware of. And now, is that, a, is that a formality once you get the nonprofit status from the IRS? This is just a formality, or can they reject you for some reason at the, at the Department of Agriculture? They could, but they rarely do. Um, that allows you, as a nonprofit organization, to raise money in the state, and you identify the fact that you are registered with the state so that people know that you're not just some individual sitting here on a radio yeah. show right. asking for money. <laughs> yeah, like Chris. Like no structure. Chris did yeah. that yeah. last year. We have to cut that part out of the <laughs> <laughs> like the, uh, um, 
So, but but obviously, this is all very important that it be done correctly yes. from the get go. If you're serious about your nonprofit, correct. And now, a lot of people set up nonprofits as ways to get around, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, having a business, paying taxes, and that sort of thing. And uh, but uh, if but if you're not set up properly. You're not going to be able to grow as a nonprofit organization. And as part of that nonprofit setup, too, remember that there's an annual filing with many of these organizations. Yeah. But it also allows you to work from the heart. You know, if you're going to start an organization and your purpose is to work for yourself, then you start an LLC, um, which is a limited licensed, licensed limited, limited liability, liability corporation. corporation. Right. Company. Yes. Um, my expertise sits in the nonprofit world, right. so you would actually, once you start a nonprofit, that ownership or governance, per se, goes to the board of directors. Right. With an LLC, it does not. Right. Correct. In, in other words, to, to be sure, whatever the nonprofit has, whatever it's about, it, once you set it up as a nonprofit, it is no longer yours. Correct. It now becomes part of, the, as you say, the board of directors and the, the nonprofit itself. Yes. The corporation, which is its own entity, so it's an S corporation. There's two corporations, an S corp and a C corp. Nonprofits usually take the S corp. Because it's only seventy nine bucks to start it. <laughs> and what Rich is uh, uh, the the difference has to do with filing status That's with correct. the IRS, <clears throat> and correct. so you would need to you know determine which is best in your particular case. Right. Generally speaking, uh, the smaller uh, have take the S status. Yes. All right. Uh, we're speaking with Jim Moody, program manager at Edith Bush Institute where they focus on nonprofit organizations and primarily helping nonprofit organizations grow and thrive and accomplish what they are designed to do, what yes. they set out to do. And, by the way, the website, rollins.edu slash EBI for Edith Bush Institute. Plus, you can go to orlando.score.org and score Orlando on Facebook and see when Jim Moody is presenting a class uh, for the, is it usually the coffee or is it both coffee and lunch series? Uh, no, it's usually just coffee. The coffee with the leader series. And that's uh, 8 o'clock in the morning at the National Entrepreneur Center, is it not? Actually, the next one is October, Saturday, October 13th from 10 a.m. to noon. Okay, cool. Saturday, October 13th, 10 to noon for Jim Moody and the nonprofit presentation. And once again, these are, these happen at the National Entrepreneur Center at the Orlando Fashion Square Mall. Rich, right. gonna... Now, you get your clients. Do your clients come to you and say, we need help in a establishing this nonprofit or what happens here? Some of them actually do because they're just not sure what to do and how to do it. Right. Uh, So not only do I offer that workshop, uh, that two-hour workshop, but I also offer some coaching services uh, to individuals to help them work through that process. Okay. So in other words, you're willing to help people pretty much at any stage. Yes. Okay. Uh, So... But your primary goal is to, you know, once, because it's, it's the sort of the, just the red tape fundamentals to get it set up, but even though it has to be done properly, mm-hmm. uh, that that's the easy part, so yep. to speak, correct? That's right. That's right. And then the real work begins. And the real um, suggestion I would make to folks out there that are interested in starting a nonprofit is to really realize 
that there's so much more than just filling out the paperwork, that this takes hours and hours mm-hmm. and hours to cultivate your business. Yeah. And if you're really just passionate about an idea, a concept, uh, a mission, then talk about doing it from a volunteer standpoint as opposed to starting your nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, nonprofit, you create a business and you have to run a business. If you're just passionate about something, then go volunteer yeah, with an organization that exists. Right. You don't have to start a nonprofit. Okay. That, that's, that's a good suggestion because uh, most, I don't know, most causes probably already have nonprofits Correct. already set up. There are other ways to get involved in something that you're passionate about without starting your own business. You can go volunteer to something that already exists. Mm-hmm. You can affiliate with someone else. So you really need to learn about what's going on in the area in which you're passionate about first. Most of the people that come through in our counseling sessions that want to start a nonprofit are doing halfway houses for prisoners. You know, they've got either somebody in jail Mm -hmm. or coming out of jail and they feel uh, emotional about this whole thing and they want to to build a place where the prisoners can come and go to work and stuff like that. So they're like halfway houses. We've got a lot of those. There's an opportunity there to actually help these folks when they leave so they do not go back. Yes. And that's what you're sharing. Yes. But it's important to do this. This is sort of the legwork that you must do with any business to see what kind of competition that you're going to be up against. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to be out there trying to raise money for your cause, and the big boys may already be sucking it all up. There is a lot of money in the community to to be received but there's a lot of people going for the same money. Right. Yeah. And so if you're going to be going head to head with the, you know, the main uh, player in town, you might want to rethink uh, exactly what you're doing because you're going to have trouble, you know, right out of the gate. Correct. So once again, it's all about doing some homework, doing the background work yep. and not just having the passion and diving in. Mm-hmm. As Jim said, you know, consider your other options as well and see what the field is like out there before you run out on it. That's yeah. correct. Some of these people that come in are so passionate, they're very difficult to work with. And because would, they don't want to you know, go through all those hoops and well, that type of thing. Well, that's something that we'll, we'll talk with Jim about on the other side. Because uh, passion is, I guess, is synonymous with emotion. And at least they're kind of tied together. Yes, and so they are. those kind of things can get in, you know, in the way of proper decision making. So we'll talk about that when we come back from the break. Break on through the other side. That's right. There you go. We're speaking. Hey, there you go, Rich. Uh, Jim Moody, program manager at Edith Bush Institute. That's rollins.edu slash backslash EBI for Edith Bush Institute, rollins.edu slash EBI. And don't go away because we are coming right back with more of What's the Score. Okay, welcome back to What's the Score. Once again, Rich Jekyll in the studio with myself, Christopher Hart. Our guest today, Jim Moody, program manager at Edith Bush Institute, where they specialize in helping out nonprofit organizations. As we went into the break there, Jim, uh, Rich raised an excellent point, you know, that a lot of people that come to SCORE with uh, desires to set up nonprofit organizations 
are sort of, I don't know if dead set is the right phrase, but that's a Southern phrase, you know, when people come in and they're just stubbornly decided that they're going to do this and right. there's kind of no, you know, discouraging them. Right, and they Fair. don't want to be bothered with all this detail. Right. Yeah. How often is it that you have to sort of sort of talk people away from the emotional yeah. involvement and try to get them onto the sort of the practical. Biz, the business yeah. pra- there you go practical thing and sure things. sure uh, in the workshop in which i offer and with with everyone i offer the factual side of running a nonprofit business and the factual side is the first half of that workshop discusses what it is to run a business and that business whether it be for profit or nonprofit these are things to think about and they eventually come to a decision for themselves yeah. whether or not this is something they want to do or whether it's the right time in their lives right. and so forth. Or whether they can even handle so, it. Yes. So, so in other words, you don't directly attack their emotion. You just simply Correct. say, okay, all right, I understand your passion. Here's what you're going to have to do in order to make it work. Correct. Okay. And then the second half of the workshop is actually going through the steps to create the nonprofit. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. So that kind of gets people involved in the nuts and bolts of things. Right. And then go ahead, Rich. The big thing is where are you going to get the money I all, that you're going to use right. to implement this nonprofit idea? One of the things we talk about is creating what they call a pro forma budget or a uh, realistic budget for uh, your first three years of organization. Yeah. And within that is a revenue model. Where are you going to create your cash to be able to run your business? Right, because it is a business. Some say we're going to take it out of our savings account, that that's their passion. So they're going to take it out of their own personal account. Wow. But eventually, whether it be through a service system or grants or fundraising or whatever, they're going to have, have to have some sort of yeah. cash coming into the organization. Now, yeah. is, is there a problem with the IRS with someone taking their own money and making a charitable contribution to their own nonprofit organization? So that's a great question. And I don't really don't know the specifics that. to Please. that because Please. that's don't more of an accounting question. Right. And I would refer that to someone who's a CPA or an accountant to answer that question. Right. Right. But, but obviously people are, uh, you know, needing other sources of income in order to at least grow their organ, their organization, their nonprofit. Absolutely. And I often advise that, uh, remember that you should have an attorney, you should have an accountant, yep. you should have a person who's specialized in human resources, so that when you have specific questions, you can go to the experts. And yeah. ideally, you would have some of these individuals on your board, would, would you not? That, that would be wonderful, yes. Right. If you yeah. can get them, right. right. Yes. And that it's might difficult. be one way to test whether you have something that's going to work, is to go to an attorney and see if he would help you pro bono. And that's a great lead into the next um, topic that we generally talk about, which is board governance. Board governance. What is that about? Board governance, meaning what are best practices? What are the things you should do as a good board member and as a good board so that you are running a business effectively, a nonprofit business effectively? Now, you must have, as you said, at least three board members. That's correct. And you can be one. Yes. And, but they, you need two other ones and preferably not family members. And actually, I'll expand to that and say, if you're going to do it that way and you're going to be a voting board member, you should have four or five. 
because the executive director or president really should be a non-voting member. I see. Really? Um, I didn't know that. However, some are and some aren't. That's my personal opinion, because as a non-voting member, remember, as an executive director or president, your boss is the board of directors. So you don't, you can't, it's a conflict of interest to vote about yourself within the board. And once again, this goes to the nature of a nonprofit organization is no longer your organization. Correct. It is the board of directors organization. And that's that's why that board of directors needs to be set up properly with people, obviously that you can trust and have the same passion. Yes. As you, you try to find someone, someone or group of people that have similar passion. No one will ever have the passion that a founder has, Mm -hmm. but someone who has the passion because then the board members will stay. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I talk about, you know, the commitment of board members and the commitment is not going to be something that they have time for just because it's a nice thing to do. They want to have time for it because they believe in the organization. Jim Moody is our guest today. He's program manager at the Edith Bush Institute. And that's once again uh, uh, provided by Rollins College. And I take it you have offices on campus there? We do. It's actually across the street on um, New England Avenue. Oh, yeah. But we're just one block from the campus itself. What a wonderful area to work, too, downtown Winter Park. Right next to Dexter's down there. Oh, listen to Rich. You know, there's a lot of other things going on down there, Rich. We're only one block from an ice cream shop. Oh, even better. Even better, especially this time of year. I got a question here. We haven't explained exactly what a nonprofit means. Oh, and you're looking for yeah, my I'm answer. Looking at you okay. for the answer. <laughs> is, it, is it sort of a, doesn't it? I was, I was trying to get it. Maybe I'm like I'm the abbot to the Costello. No, here. it isn't obvious. <laughs> okay. like, what if you have excess money? What happens to it? Nonprofit is strictly a tax status. Right. It's a tax status. In other words, so you, it allows you the opportunity to receive money. And the person who is giving money receives a benefit from that, a tax benefit. Okay. Now, what about at the end of the year if you have excess money? You can, nonprofit does not mean no profit. Okay. In other words, you have it in the bank. You can still have money in the bank. Retained earnings. Right. Right. Okay. Good. Exactly. I just wanted just, to make just that clear. To, but, it, but also, it has to be spent properly. That's correct. And there are rules and regulations that strictly govern how that money is to be that's, spent. That's right. correct. Yeah. And that's yeah. where the benefit of an accountant or CPA right. will help because you have to fill out a form at the end of the year or a postcard that is uh, generally known as the 990. And you create this form where it has money coming in, money going out, and so forth. It's sort of your officers balance, balance are. sheet, right, yeah. exactly. It's your IRS tax form. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they can take that and they can follow up on that information to make sure that it's being done properly. Yes. Right. And so all of this has to be done. It has to be done regularly. And your board actually has to physically meet in a room together at least once a year, I believe, isn't it? And they should, yes. Or at least they as a should. video conference or in some yeah. fashion, there needs to be a formal meeting. Yeah. They should, yes. And you mentioned in person. And that's why there are different rules for every organization. Right. Some choose to meet via... Skype, the radio, right? You know, by a, by a Skype and right, so forth, right? Um, but most boards, yes, meet in person, right? And the and nonprofit uh, organizations still, though the board members can be paid, 
No, okay. board members cannot be paid for oh, a nonprofit well, that, organization. Well, thank you for straightening me out. How about that, Rich? Can be mark, mark the day and time down. Hart was wrong. There are so many. <laughs> so why not? Why can't a board member be paid? Because the purpose of a nonprofit organization is for someone else, not yourself. Okay, but uh, the but the nonprofit giving rather than receiving. Uh, but but how is it then that 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 people set up big nonprofit organizations? You know, we hear about it in the news that, that this or that you know family set up a nonprofit organization and they're on the payroll. How does that work? And there are many nonprofit organizations that have board members who have a giving requirement. Boards can actually set up a financial requirement. Where you have to give money to be on the board. You Not to be on the board, but you're doing it because it's the right thing to do for that organization. I see. I see. Um, So So a family member, however, could be hired by the the foundation to work as a secretary, you say, or something like that. Yes. Okay. Yes. And as long as you identify that conflict of interest within the board meeting minutes. Right. And it is open and transparent to the people on the board. Right. That could happen. But primarily you would be hiring ideally people outside who would come in as employees to work for you. Ideally. Right. Uh, And nonprofit does not mean that the founder does not get paid. That's correct. Right. The founder can take a salary. Depends on what the founder's role is within the business. But yes. Okay. Once again, Jim Moody, our guest today, program manager at Edith Bush Institute, and he's willing to work with you and your nonprofit organization to help you get through these hurdles and be successful. What When you first walk in, what's the, the first thing you're looking for to see if they're doing this right or wrong in a nonprofit organization? I ask them the questions on what they have accomplished to date. Okay. Do you have an Articles of Incorporation complete? Do you have an employer identification number? Okay. Do you have your 1023 completed or 1023EZ? And if they look at me with glassy eyes, you know they're, then I know where they are. All right. Well, let me ask the question this way. At what stage do people primarily come to the Institute? Um, it really varies, to be quite okay. honest. Some are in the first steps of, you know, I'm going to start this nonprofit. What do I do and how do I do it? Some think it's a half an hour discussion. So I lead them to the workshop so that they can actually get the breadth of the experience of what it takes to be a nonprofit founder. Yep. And by the way, you're going to do this workshop on October the 13th. October the 13th. And I believe there's also one at Rollins College on October the 19th. Okay. They alternate between... Or 18th, I'm sorry, the following Thursday. Okay, that 13th is a Saturday. Yep. And then that following Thursday... So be the 18th. Okay, and that one uh, would be, the Thursday one would be at Rollins, and the... 13th is at score. I'm sorry, the 19th, the the, the, the following Thursday one would be at Rollins. And where do you hold them at, where do you hold those at uh, Rollins? At Rollins, they'd be right in the Crummer Graduate School of Business. The Crummer, okay, it's Crummer School... And then the one on Saturday, the 13th, would be at the National, National Entrepreneur, Entrepreneur Center. Center. Yes. And you said that's a morning, that's a Saturday morning. Yes, right? 10 to 12 in the morning. 10 to noon, okay. And so. they can contact either SCORE or the Edith Bush Institute to register for either of those. Okay. Right. And if it all works out and they desire to work with you, how long will you stay with an organization to sort of help mentor them along? From a coaching standpoint, I can stay with them as long as they would need someone. Yes. 
All right. Yes. So Jim Moody is the man to talk to, ladies and gentlemen. If you have a nonprofit or are thinking about starting a nonprofit organization, do it right and talk to the right people. And that, that person here is Jim Moody, program manager at Edith Bush Institute. The website, once again, is rollins.edu backslash EBI for Edith Bush Institute, rollins.edu slash EBI. And don't forget, uh, on October the 13th, he'll be at the National Entrepreneur Center, and you can find that at orlando.score.org. And please go there and register for that or go to Score Orlando and register. In the meantime, we'll be right back with more of What's the Score? Okay, welcome back to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business or nonprofit organization. And Rich Jekyll in the studio with myself, Christopher Hart, today, our guest, Jim Moody, program manager at Edith Bush Institute. Before we get back to Jim, though, I want to remind you, ladies and gentlemen, that radio is good for business. That's right, because you get your word out. And if it's a nonprofit organization, it's also a great way to get your message out there. Uh-huh. And you can do it as several ways. You can do it in the traditional way by rate advertising on the radio with commercial spots, and that's very effective. You can also have your very own radio show like this one right here. Just think about having an hour-long show on, say, a Saturday morning by talking about nothing but your nonprofit organization and your passion. Radio, awesome. you can do that, and it's affordable. Can't do it on television, not affordably anyway. Yeah. And uh, you can take advantage of that, or you can sponsor a radio program or be a sponsor of a project that a radio program is doing, a radio station. And with four great radio stations here, the Salem Media Group, Orlando has a station for you because each one of these stations is literally focused at a different audience. And uh, so in your voice or in the voice of a professional here at the Salem Media Group, you can have your message delivered to tens of thousands of people multiple times every day or mm. for an hour long on the weekend. And all you have to do is call Bill Files. He's the station manager here at Salem Media Orlando, the number 407-618-1760. Bill is a great manager. He's been in the business all his life. He runs a great stas- set of stations here, and, uh, and he's the man to talk to and, and uh, get the process started. 407-618-1760. Give Bill Files a call and tell him Rich Jake Jekyll and <laughs> Christopher Hyde sent you on over that right. way. All right. All right. Let's get back to our guest uh, today, Jim Moody, who was on the show about a year ago. And good things have been happening uh, with you guys since you were on the show last year. Right, Jim? Yes. From a custom, uh, not only do I work with people who are interested in starting and working in the nonprofit sphere, I also work with nonprofit organizations throughout mostly eastern and central Florida to develop programming and training specifically for them at their location or somewhere near where they are. So I have done that in the past year, and it's growing quite well. And you've also been expanding into Georgia over yes, this past we year. Have a, we have an, a, an agreement with folks in Columbus, Georgia, and we also work all the way down to Vero Beach. Now, how did that happen? Uh, we have a gentleman that is part of what we call a donors forum at the Edith Bush Institute. Donors forum are a group of people who actually give money to nonprofits. Um, okay. And so as part of that experience, they hooked up with a colleague of ours and that colleague got me involved and one thing led to another. And nine months later, 
You yeah. had a baby. So, so, right. so, <laughs> so, so if, if I'm a listener and maybe I just came into some money or, or just beginning to think about what I might want to do in terms of helping organizations with my money, should I go to the Edith Bush Institute and get some guidance? You can. Um, there are also some or become very a part worthy of the- organizations, part of the donors forum. But yeah, yeah. if you have uh, feel as though you're in a philanthropic mode and you're not sure what to do and how to do it, uh, we can give you guidance in that era to get you started somewhere. Is there a fee for this guidance? Um, depending on what kind of guidance we're talking about in coaching, yeah, there's there's a fee for our coaching services. There's also a fee for our workshops. Okay. And, of course, you're up front with all of that when you talk to the folks. Yes. Um, but, it, you know, uh, we've all heard horror stories about people giving to organizations, thought they were helping out a particular, you know, group or, you know, pro, uh, social you know, issue or whatever, and yeah. find out that most of the money went into somebody's, you know, sure. uh, world travels. Mm-hmm. And so a, a little advice, you know, before you go spreading your money around would be a good thing to get, I would think. And talk to a lot of people, network in the in the area, or find out what it is you're actually interested in doing. Uh, and we can share some of the information that's going on in the community. One last question on helpful. this. Does this donor group meet regularly? Yes. They do? Okay. Yes. And can they come in, if somebody's interested, come and talk to you about how to get involved? Yes, in and I can lead them to my colleague who actually runs this organization, this group, um, and they can get some information from her. Okay. Okay. Um, now, you, Chris was mentioning, you know, the uh, runaway organizations like Wounded Warriors a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And the Red Cross, or I'm sorry, the Blood Bank. Uh, a few years ago, who's supposed to govern the spending and stuff? Because this went crazy. You know, it's really a great question, and I don't know if there's a specific answer to that other than to say the board of directors are responsible for each organization that exists. Okay. And then they fill out 990s every year to watch the financials of it all. Right. Um Beyond that, it's really more of a complex question that we don't have enough hours in the day to have that kind of <laughs> but, extensive but this, discussion. But this is why it's important for you to, for you to do your due diligence and right. be Absolutely. sure of what the organization that you're giving your money to is going to do with the money. And That's because yep. Unless yep. it's a brand new organization and you want to take the risk, there will be a paper trail where you'll be able to determine, for instance, how much of their donations are actually going to the yes. the spe- specified the function, yeah. right. That's fair, and and so that that's that's where you start. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so once again, it's all about you know you just can't walk out there and set up a nonprofit and expect people to dump a bunch of money on you and get and three don't think, friends on your board right, and don't think that you're going to go out there and, and dump a bunch of money into a nonprofit and have it actually go to what right. you want it to go to. Right. So yeah. the bottom line to this is you've got to have an active, strong board. Yes. To govern. Yes. Or else you get a runaway child. Bingo. Okay. All right. And you mentioned that, that you, you you probably don't want to get your friends. I mean, on on the board, yeah. you want people who are going to be objective, people who can add bring something to the organization. Yep. Correct. Yep. Uh, I highly recommend that your friends and family are not the primary reason for having board members. The reason for having board members is to find people who represent the community, the culture, and also the passion in which you're starting. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes that's your friends and family. Sometimes it's not. 
So really have to think through that. Well, ideally, you know, your board is going to be people that begin the process of connecting you. Right. To the right people and in, in, in the right other other organizations. Board members are advocates for you, should be advocates right. for you in, in the, the community. community. Right. They are part of the fundraising process and should be advocates within the community on your behalf. Right. We get so many people through there that don't know that you have to have a board. They just think they're going to go out and start a nonprofit, and they haven't the faintest clue. Well, that's and why. then they start learning and go, oh, my God. Rich, that's why you're there. No, that's, that's why Jim is that's there. That's what I tell them. But, but seriously, a lot of people do have misconceptions they about do. nonprofits, sure. what they're supposed to do, how they're supposed to be set up, what sure. it means to have a nonprofit organization. That yeah. You're relinquishing ownership of it when you do this. Yeah. And so, once again, it's it's all about homework, and especially with nonprofits, you, you, you really can't rush into this in order to do it properly, it sounds like. Correct. You should not rush into it, and you know what? Volunteering is okay, which right. means if you choose not to run a business but to volunteer instead, mm-hmm. that's okay. Would it also be better to, to work for a nonprofit organization for a while as a volunteer, if not paid, Absolutely. Know, to, to get a feel for what it's all about? Especially if it's in the field in which you personally have a passion in. Uh-huh. Absolutely. There are so many nonprofits that are looking for volunteers, volunteers that will yeah. give them time. Right. It's huge. Right. And even if it's not exactly your passion, but it's close to it, you want to get the experience of seeing what it's really all about and what it's going to mean to, as you say, the nuts and bolts. What did you put it? Soup to soup to nuts, soup to nuts. I mean, if you don't do those things right, you're going to fail. And because you're so passionate about it, the frustration level is going to be very high if you fail. Right. So you don't want to put yourself in a, in a position where you're setting yourself up to fail. So it's imperative to talk to Jim Moody, go to SCORE, and take advantage of the advice that these people are offering, the expertise. It'll make your life a whole lot easier, you're I guarantee you. Right? I mean, you're not going to be wondering how you answer this question or what you do on that. Yeah. They, will, they will explain to you why you answer it this way and what it means. Yep. Right. So the IRS doesn't come pounding at your door. Indeed. And, 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 and so the, you succeed. And at the end of the day, if a person chooses not to start a nonprofit, then that's okay. It is definitely. In, indeed. As you said, there are other ways that, that you can apply your passion. Right. All right. So please uh, take advantage. Of and what about, uh, do, do you do other events as well that people can take advantage of? I know you say you, you've got the... Uh, the seminar. the seminar coming up on Thursday, the 19th, or Thursday in, at Rollins. There's a couple of opportunities uh, right October, now that October. are very, very um, important for nonprofit organization professionals that the Edith Bush Institute can offer right now. One is our membership. We are a membership-based organization. Uh, so if you're interested in membership, which will allow you networking opportunities with other nonprofits, mm-hmm. give you discounts on our current workshops, um, and a host of other opportunities. Um, that information can be learned by going to our website. Okay. The second thing I can offer is that this is what, what I call certificate season. There are a number of Edith Bush Institute Rollins College certificate programs being available to individuals right now. We have a leadership program starting in October. Volunteer management is coming up. We have um, certificate in proposal writing 
or okay. grant writing, as as some folks will call it. Right. So there's all sorts of opportunities right now going on at the Institute. It's a very busy place in October. All right. That's okay. rollins.edu backslash EBI for Edith Bush Institute. rollins.edu slash EBI. And once again, Jim Moody is program manager there. So uh, he's the man to talk to. And you can meet him on Saturday, October the 13th from 10 a.m. to noon at the National Entrepreneur Center where he'll be giving the seminar there. And that one is a uh, – that's on a Saturday. Is there a charge yeah. to that one? Will there be a charge to that one? Yeah, it's a, a small charge. charge. It's, it's a, really a small charge, yeah. Yep. Okay, and once again, please go to orlando.score.org and pre-register for that. Or you can call over yeah. there at 407-420-4844. And please do pre-register because there will be handouts, and they want to make sure they make them as they need them, so they want to make sure they have enough. Right. That's correct. Um, I love the fact that you're going out to the client. Yes. You know, rather than having the clients from yes. all over come to the Institute. Yes. There. It's very important that the folks at the Edith Bush Institute understand their point of view. One of the things I learned as an individual long ago when I worked for a for-profit organization was that if you don't understand the person on the other side of the table, you will never make a difference. So I, as an individual, go out and I learn about the other side of the table. Great. I learn right. about the nonprofits. That's a great. great piece of wisdom that we'll have to end the show on today. So once again, thanks, Jim. Thank great you, see Chris, you again. very much. We'll look forward to hearing the update next year or so you bet. on the other great things that you'll be doing between now and then. Jim Moody, Program Manager at Edith Bush Institute. That's rollins.edu backslash EBI. And once again, to go to orlando.score.org to register for the October 13th event or any other events. Until next week, like us. Bye. See ya. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.